Wowzer. Um, this is this is uh, I don't care. I don't even know if it's, I can say this has been a long time coming, but I mean, I, I, I told you like months ago, like, hey man, I got to get you on this podcast. I got you on, get you on this podcast. I actually sent an invite, um, and I don't think I hit sent. And then I was like, you know, I'm gonna do it again. But it's cool, actually. This this is actually a, a, a little bit doper for me, just because now I actually have more ammo to ask, you know, in terms of questions for you. Um, I mean, for people that are living on the rock, um, dude, this is it's it's crazy. This is. This is Gabby Martinez. Um, I don't know if you just, first of all, if you just haven't touched a weight in the last like four mm -hmm. or five years, um, you don't know what powerlifting has been in the last four or five years, and then maybe you, you miss who she is. Um, if you are alive and you do have a pulse, you'll know that she is one of the best lifters out there. It doesn't matter, male, female. She's one of the most dangerous people to step on the platform. Um, and, you know, if you actually get to know who she is, she's actually one of the sweetest people walking this planet. So you get you get a double barrel of of an amazing person, an amazing coach, um, one of the best competitors that's walking the planet right now. Um, and I am honored. I am geeked. I am super super stoked to have you on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let's welcome Gabby Martinez. I am entirely too flattered by, by listen, all of that. Listen, listen. Now you got to live up to it. No. Um, I honestly, I, I don't even know. I don't even really know where to start. I don't know if I hit everything, but for those people, um, that are living on the rock who don't know who you are, give them, give them a little intro of who you are. All right. So if you go to my Instagram page, pretty much the first thing that pops up is two times 67 and a half kilo national champion for the USAPL. Um, I think I also have in there that I'm a grad student at UTSA. Um, and I'm the head coach for Built Different Athletics, the big old banner right behind me. Yeah, That's pretty much a rundown. It's pretty much it's pretty much all you need to know. That's all I've been doing for the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you've definitely made uh, such a huge impact, you know, um, on, on especially on the, the sport of powerlifting in Texas. Um, it's 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 really cool. You know, I mean because I knew of you before I actually got to know you. That's pretty much how the powerlifting game goes. You really know of a person before you actually get to know them. And I don't know. I don't. I guess it's kind of a weird thing because you always kind of like fill them out before you get to know who they are. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. you know, um, which is, it's, it's crazy because our paths crossed quite a bit, obviously being in Texas, um, you know, uh, USAPL. I mean, you know, I was part of USAPL for such a long time. It's like I, I would have to be a blind and, and deaf man not to know and hear who mm -hmm. you are. Um, you, I mean, honestly, I mean, lifting aside, you're just, you're just, you're an amazing person. And I think that's been one of the cool things that, that for me personally, I got to find out about you just, you know, just through, through other people. It's like, you know, she's awesome. She's awesome. She's awesome. Um, I think the first time I actually saw you was at, you know, one of the million, um, <laughs> uh, meets at, uh, Texas strength systems. And I'm pretty sure you're, you were handling and refing. Um, you know, and obviously just everywhere at one time. And that was, that was like, that was kind of cool. I was just kind of saying like, yo, this, I just knew like, dude, this, I just kept saying like this young girl, she's so serious. I kept saying like, dude, that girl's <laughs> so serious. Why is she so serious? You know what I mean? But like your people were just killing them. I'm like, oh, well, oh, okay. It's like, I guess maybe I should be more serious. Maybe I should take my business a little bit more serious. Maybe I find more success, I guess. But it, it was, it's been cool just kind of watching, you know, the evolution and just the growth um, and, you know, and really just how I, it's real dope seeing how like BDA is just this boom, 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 boom. And your people are doing 
so freaking well. And I, you know, between you and Mike, you guys lead from the front, which is such a, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really, you guys are great coaches. I will say that straight up. There's a lot of really good coaches that, that are really good at just being really good coaches. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, whereas, you know, you guys, you leave from the front. Not only are you really good coaches, but you're really good competitors. And you guys do a, a, a really good job in terms of giving back to the sport um, that you don't see from a lot of, you know, especially young, young cats your age. Like you just, you know, I mean, and again, it's not a knock on anybody. It's just, you know, I don't know. And again, this is a question I'm going to ask you. I don't know how you guys manage to juggle your time and prioritize your time that you can not only have, a, you know, a successful coaching business, but, you know, also clearly going to school, being a grad student, you know, and hey, let me be a world-class athlete. Like, where do you find the time? That is an excellent question. So I, I think the answer to that's probably just because I've been really, really bad <laughs> about managing my time since, mm. since I first got to college. So when I graduated with my undergraduate degree, I had all of this free time. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, now I can do with it what I want to do. Absolutely. So naturally, I took on pretty much way more than I could chew. Okay, and yeah. now everything is pretty much just scheduled. But all of it's, I think, within the same sphere, which I'm really interested in now. So grad school is way more focused than undergrad was. Absolutely. Um, and I, I struggled a lot in undergrad, too. Right. So I think, you know, taking all these classes that, I'll be really honest, I didn't, I didn't care about. Mm. You know, I don't. I personally, like, I don't want to learn about how plants germinate. And I understand that's some people's jam, but right. for me, that was not what I wanted to spend my time and money. Right. So in grad school, you know, it's, I'm doing a, my thesis project is involving powerlifters. Uh -huh. uh, we haven't solidified any plans for that, but I did make a point that I want to include strength athletes in my thesis. Mm -hmm. um, you know, coaching is involved with powerlifting as well. Absolutely. I have a home gym. So it's really easy for me to train and keep on top of stuff. Right, right. So I think the management now for like how we are able to do all of this is straight up just prioritizing it. Absolutely. Because we don't really do a whole lot outside of powerlifting anymore. And I know that for <laughs> some people that seems like, oh, that's crazy. You guys only do this. But it's a lot easier to just do all of this, in, in my opinion, for me personally. No, I, yeah, I, I totally get that. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, one to each their own, you know, I mean, and if, if you're the yeah. type of person that, you know, this is a sport that I love, this is a community that I love to be involved with, and this is what I choose to, to aim my energies toward. I mean, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think the problem starts coming when, you know, people give so much of themselves to a specific topic, to a, a specific thing, a specific community, and it starts taking away from the rest of their lives. Um, yeah. and, and, and or becoming, you know, counterproductive in the rest of our lives. Whereas, you know, with, with you guys, it seems that, you know, you've been able to prioritize your time, aim your focus towards, you know, this, this specific, you know, community, but at the same time, you know, you find fulfillment in being able to help other people, being able to, you know, donate your time and efforts, you know, uh, to, to different people, self-included and, you know, and you really been able to have such a, such an impact where you're, it's not like one's burnt out from it. Uh, whereas like you're still able to build from it, you know, and I, I feel like because you've been able to prioritize your time in a way, in a manner that you're able to do, you know, you can find that time like, you know what, I've given as much time as I can to it right now. It's time to take a break. Um, 
again, yeah. I, I, I feel like, I mean, in, in the, in the time that I've been able to talk to you guys, I've, I've noticed that, you know, <laughs> you know, that you give everything, you everything that you give, everything you have, I should say, you give to whatever it is that you're giving to, you know, like if, if it's, you know, I know at that time we were, uh, we, it was deadlifts, deadlifts were, you know, on the menu and they weren't moving the way you wanted them to. And, you know, that was concerned. Yeah. And, you know, just in the short conversation that we had, you know, then I was just like, yo, she's really going to give everything she has to this. And like fast forward three weeks later, deadlifts are through the roof. I'm like, what? So like, I mean, it's been, it's, it's cool seeing, you know, someone, you know, like, like you guys just that are, that are able to really prioritize that time, really be able to focus in on whatever specifics you, that you need to and get the you know, desired result. Um, I don't know. I, 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 something that you said earlier of uh, is that, you know, you, you do do so much, but here's, here's a, a question that, I mean, that, that I've been asked a couple of times just for myself personally, and I, I've, I've never had a chance to actually ask somebody. I'm, I'm hyped to ask you this. Do you ever say no? Is there a point where you like, nah, I can't do it. That's actually something that I'm working on a lot more lately. And I think I'm a lot better at it now than I used to be, especially when I was in my undergrad. Um, you know, because I, I do realize what burns me out and what I'm okay with continuing on and building on that doesn't burn me out. Right. Because you did mention burnout earlier. Yeah. And I think I experience burnout a little bit differently than the majority of people. Uh -huh. The thing that burns me out is not necessarily doing the same thing over and over and over and having all of that just like compacted, which I know can be overwhelming for some other people Right. or they've been lifting for so long, you know, progress is stagnant. They're just tired of it. Right. That doesn't really burn me out. If anything, that pisses me off more <laughs> and it motivates me a little bit more. Absolutely. Absolutely. What tends to burn me out more, I think, compared to everything else is just like, going out too much so I think the fact that I'm in my own bubble where I have a home gym now you know I'm in grad school so it's the same like 20 kids that I have in every single class right. um and you know piloting means the Texas community is huge but it's still only the same few people working in every means that I really have to talk to all the time right I think that's actually prevented any burnout that I would have normally gotten from piloting because I do get really burnt out after big meets um, but like the training and the monotony of everything, I actually lean into pretty hard. Wow. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like, I don't know. I feel like I'm such like a busy bee, such a, like a social butterfly. Like I have to be like here, 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 this, 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 go, 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 go. And then I feel like that keeps me kind of like fresh with it. Um, and, and it's like, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, I think. I tend to get overstimulated from seeing the same people over and over and over because like it's <laughs> you know it it it's weird because you would think it would be the opposite like oh I see the same people so I you know I'm I'm not going to you know I'm not going to be able to you know really be on my P's and Q's but I feel like you know because like you said you know this Texas community is so big you know but you do tend to see the same you know 20 30 people over and over and over mm -hmm. you know because I see those same people over and over, it's like, it's such like a family, you know, and you just, yeah. I get overexcited, overstimulated. Like, like, I'm like, honestly like a Frenchie, just like running around. Like, I just have so much fun being around those same people, seeing those same people, having those conversations, you know, and, and really, you know, at this point, you know, you see those same people over and over and over, you tend to kind of keep a, keep an eye on them. You keep, keep track of their progress and you're like, Hey man, I just saw you did this and this and this. And so, you know, I feel like when I'm around, you guys, for example, I feel like my cup is never 
it's never like half empty. It's always like half full. I always feel like I never have like I always have like at least a partially full cup. So I'm like, because I feel like you guys are pouring into me, then I get to pour into someone else. And you know, the next thing I know, I'm like, dude, I need to chill out. Like I'm I just been running <laughs> around. You know what I mean? Um yeah. but at the same time, it's it's one of those things like if I weren't a part of this community, if I weren't a part of this this Texas powerlifting life, what else would I do, dude? You know what I mean? Like it's such a big part of my life, you know, and I used to be one of those types like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, powerlifting is only such a you know, small part of my life. It's not that big of a deal. And then I realized like, hey, you know what, I'm paying my bills with it, you know, and, you know, <laughs> same, you know, and at the same time, I'm like, I really enjoy, you know, it's not, I think I got to a point where it wasn't even about the competition per se. It was about seeing, you know, everyone do well and knowing like, hey, you know, they're from where I'm from. They're doing well. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to go to this meet dominate. You know what? I need to make sure I send them a message. Like, oh, hey, good luck. You got this. You know, and, you know, I'm on their IG. You know, I'm, I'm going to stalk everybody that I know's IG to make sure they know like, hey, at the, at the very least, you're going to look at your story. It's like, oh, LS was watching. Like, I just want people to know that like there's your support, you know, because I've been that guy that didn't have the support. I've been that lifter that didn't have the support that, you know, not necessarily that I felt I needed per se, but I, I just was, you know, I, I wanted I just w always wanted like to know like, hey, people have my back, you know. I'm like, yeah. and, I, and I always like figure like, you know, I would love for everyone to know like, hey, at the very least, I know that I got one guy out there. I know that LS is gonna be like, hey, man, you got it. Regardless of to compete, compete against each other with the same weight class or not, I just really want my Texas people to know that you know that somebody out there's got love for them. Um, I think you guys do such a good job as far as just how you're able, I, like we said before, to, to juggle all of that and, and still, you know, provide such a, I don't know, such a high quality service in terms of how you coach. Um, let's talk a little bit about like just your coaching, man. Like how, you know, what, what was the, what was that defining moment? Like, you know what, I, I want to, I want to coach. So I think for about half of my undergraduate degree, I knew that when I graduated, that was something that I wanted to do. Right. But naturally, like everyone that's, well, I guess most people that are young and like have this idea of what they want to do when they grow up, they have imposter syndrome once they start to get really, really close to it. So once I got my degree, I said, okay, I've already got one more stamp than most people that are coaching in the sport right now. Talk about I was it. like, I, I very specifically in all of the classes that I took really only paid attention to the parts that were applicable to powerlifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's on me for not paying attention to some of the other parts. So unless it was like biology focused or powerlifting focused, I was just right. not paying attention. Um, sorry to my world tip professor, but so once I graduated, I actually spent about two grand to get a NASM uh, personal training certification, which I have let expire since. Mm -hmm. I had no interest in spending any more money to keep that going, right. uh, especially now since I'm pursuing a master's degree. Absolutely. Um, but I, I just knew. So once I graduated, I got my NASM certification. Um, I took my first few athletes after I filed my LLC, I think that July, that July or August of 2021. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just kind of went from there. That's awesome. After I did, uh, after I did my first nationals, I think I had started coaching myself first. Mm -hmm. So I think after my first raw nationals in 2021, after collegiate nationals, I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to test some things out, make sure I actually have an idea of what I'm doing before I ask people to let me do this for them. Absolutely. Um, Cause I had had a coach beforehand who I absolutely adored, but I figured 
you know, it's it's very similar to, I guess, the way that Steve Denobi programs, where it's basically the same program that you run over and over and over just because it's working. Right. So, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it, yeah. <laughs> so I had a couple of ideas in my head of what I wanted to kind of mess with. So I think for my entire off season up until around the, the end of the summer, I was like, okay, I've been playing around with some stuff. It's going really well. I was like, let me just do it. So I had my first, I want to say four clients. They didn't pay me. <laughs> I had an LLC. By the end of the year, I had some legitimate clients. And I still have a, a few of the, the first clients that I ever yep. had too. Yeah. But it took me a minute. And I was like, okay, everybody starts at this position. Like, I'm very clear that this is something that I'm still learning how to do. Like, I'm not telling anyone that I have all the answers. And I still don't promise that. No. Um, and we stress uh, communication. So Absolutely. when we sit them down and do that first onboarding session with them to kind of get to know them, yeah. I'm like, I can't do my job if you're not communicating with me the things that I need. Absolutely. And I send them, you know, a PDF of what we expect and like what they expect from us. So I think as far as coaching, you know, nobody has all of the answers right on the nail of the head, like the first time yeah. around. It's more so is your coach going to be able to work with you and problem solve when Talk about things it. stop being so easy? Because that's eventually going to happen. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, and that's I think that's that's always I mean, you know, even with, with all the people that I coach, that's the hardest part is, you know. Is when that when you when when those gains stop for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, like I always ask myself, like, you know, all right, how do we how do we adapt to this? Because it's it's an ever it's an ever it's like an ever growing puzzle. Like, and it's you yeah. know, the, the human body is absolutely amazing. And some days it'll amaze you. And some days it'll just like, wait, what? Why are you doing this? Um, and I I think something that you said that that it just you know it. I mean, I I, I echo it a lot. Is I I I know that I don't have all the answers. You know, I know that you know. I've had a couple of coaches, you know, over my many years of, of lifting and, you know, my best, I mean, you know, my current coach now, like he says, tells me straight to my face, like, dude, I don't have all the answers. I will tell you straight up. Yeah. I don't have all the answers, but we will find the answers together, you know? And if I don't have the answers, then, you know, we're going to figure out a way to find the answers. And, you know, that was something that I, you know, I really absorbed. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to regurgitate that as much as I can to my people. Like, you know what, y'all, I don't have the answers. I don't have all the answers. I have a lot of the answers, but you know, I know that there's going to come a, a point in time where I will not have those answers, you know, and I can't promise you that I'm going to have that answer, but I can't promise you this. I will find somebody that knows the answer to your question and, or that can help me find the answer. I, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't always have the answer, but I know that I can control, you know, give it a hundred percent effort in finding that answer for you. And I feel like that, that really separates, that's a point of differentiation, you know, uh, you know, from, you know, for a lot of coaches is the fact that some don't have the answers, but rather just, just communicating that I just, I don't know, but I can find out for you, you know, they'll, they'll make up something and, you know, yeah. either that can lead to a person getting hurt or they honestly, it just leads to, to, to mistrust. And at the end of the day, it's like, I think people respect you more, especially, you know, from athlete to coach. I think an athlete respects you more as a coach when you admit that you don't necessarily have the answer, but you are willing to put in the work to find that answer, you know, with them. Um, and again, a lot of that goes back to what you said in terms of communication. Again, yet another thing that I stress as well is you've got to be able to communicate. You got to let me know what's going on with you. You got to let me know how your days are going. You got to let me know what your intake is. You got to let me know what your rest is and or isn't. Otherwise, I can't properly, you know, 
I can't probably program any type of of of, of strength, you know, schedule for you that that's gonna, you know, benefit, you know, <laughs> benefit you in the long run if you're not, you know, you just gotta be open with the person. Um the the one thing that I, I I've seen your interaction with, you know, your your athletes, man, and they're such a what's the word I'm looking for? There's such a a, a high degree of respect, almost like, you know, and it, it's funny because you know, I mean if you like if you look on paper, black and white is like, wait a minute, you're, it's not like you're that much older than them. It's not even like somebody <laughs> older than me, but I mean, it is literally like, you know, daughter talking to mom, son talking to mom, like, you know what, I'm sorry. Let me, you know what I mean? I, and I think that was, again, watching you in action, that was one of the things that was so impressive is just like how you, you know, when you walk in a room, I can tell you straight up from personal experience, when you walk in a room, there's, there's, there's a, a, a it's like a, this this not a demand for respect but there is definitely like all right gabby's in here hey let's you know straight up fly right um is that something that you've always kind of had is that something you've always you know kind of been like or is that just like uh that can't be a recent thing but i mean i just is that just a part of the personality like i mean it's not like you're like this walking around with rbf but you just like you just you just have this high sense of like hey respect the game, let's get it going. Is that just something that you just always been like? Absolutely not. Um, yeah. I think I was a, a straight up doormat all through grade school up until college. Really? Um, when I, yeah, when I was a freshman, sophomore, I think I overcompensated the other way because I was like, okay, I'm in a new city. Like I'm not going anywhere for at least, you know, another four years. And I was like, I, I don't want that to happen again. Right. So I think, since I met Mikey, he's kind of toned that back a little bit. But uh, I purposely do try to do the RBF. <laughs> because uh, social interaction for me is a little bit, um, it makes me nervous a lot of the time, especially when I'm around a bunch of people that I don't know. Ah, um, and I, it's not that I, you know, I'm just, I, I know up front that I'm not that funny, <laughs> even when I try to be funny, especially around <laughs> my athletes. So I think sometimes when I'm trying to like make a joke where I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's fun. like, obviously it didn't suck. <laughs> like yeah. you're looking at it, you're looking at what I'm looking at. Of course it didn't suck. But I think sometimes they're a little bit afraid <laughs> of what I'm going to say. And that's kind of why they, they're all, all of my athletes are well, I will say that we've kind of filtered out and found a good um, vetting process for all of the athletes that we have currently. Mm. So, um, yeah, all of the ones that we have right now are fantastic. They're all super nice. Like they, <laughs> they can tell that I'm probably like, if they joke with me, that's totally fine. I'm probably not going to joke back uh, just because I don't want anything taken out of context on my, especially as their coach. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be one thing if, you know, I'm in the gym with them joking around, but it's another thing when it's mostly virtual, which is what I do now since I've trained. Yeah. But no, I had to work really hard on like giving myself a backbone and like making sure people didn't mess with me because it's not that I have a big problem with that. I just don't know how to tell them to knock it off once I'm, I'm done with the mood. So I'm kind of glad that it comes off where wow, it's more so me having an air like maybe don't push that envelope a little bit but yeah. nonetheless I'm not actively walking into room saying I hate it <laughs> I'm more so just terrified of everybody oh my god <laughs> and it's funny because it, it, it definitely doesn't come off like you're terrified of everybody like, honestly it's you know between you and Mikey I'm just like dude 
He's just like, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I've yet to see this dude walk in without a smile on his face. You know what I mean? It is. <laughs> that guy cracks me up. I'm not, not going to lie. Like, I don't think I've ever like, and obviously I knew you before I knew him, but I don't, I don't think I've seen him up to this point after actually like getting to know him and, and like really like talk with him that I see him walk in the room. I don't just kind of like smile like that dude. I don't know why. You know what I mean? Like I just I, I think I think he's awesome. Um I, I think you're awesome as well, but I just for some reason, man, he just cracks me up. So oh, yeah, um, Mikey has his own his own draw. I don't know what it is either, but dude, he is he puts out honestly, man, it, it you know it Mikey puts out this energy, it's just like, you know what, what's up? Like it's literally like his energy is <laughs> like, what's up? You know what I mean? And it's just I don't know. I I I, I enjoy him. I, I really I enjoy you both, but like I really like like when Mike is in the room, I'm like, oh, dude, that dude's hilarious. You know, I don't know why. You know, it's not like he's just <laughs> cracking jokes all the time. You know, but I mean, yeah, you guys definitely make a, a dope little one-two punch. Um, I do want to ask you, um, as far as your 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 thesis, um, prior, obviously, prior to you know you know getting into grad school and everything, like was there was that something that was in the back of your mind? Like I, you had an idea of what you wanted to do your thesis over prior to going in or when you finally got in they're like explaining like hey you know do something according to, i mean i know when i was you know doing my thesis i was like find something that you're really interested in and, and and really lean into that um but i had already known before and i had a horrible boss and you know i mean like and so i was like you know what i'm going to do mine over the you know the effects of micromanagement you know and you know how you know in you know, so I knew I was like, you know, when I'm in the grass, I know that's something I'm really gonna do. Was it something that you already kind of had in the back of your mind that like, I want to do something, you know, that that obviously involves strength athletes? Um, and it's a two part. Um, uh, in in terms of you know, you know, the athletes, it's is it do you is it just going to be and maybe you already answered this beforehand? Is it just going to be more leaning towards powerlifters, or are we talking just complete strength athletes in general? Like, say you're you're you know, um, strong men, women. Um, and or you know you need to say your your shot put discus throws. I mean because I mean while they are you know track and field athletes, I I always view them as strength athletes as well. Yeah, no, I get you. Um, I actually wasn't even planning on going to grad school. If I'm being really honest, I took about a year and a half off after I got my undergrad degree, and uh, Mikey had already started his master's degree. Mm -hmm. And of course, we can't have that. He can't outrake me on the education. Oh my god. <laughs> So when he goes to PT school, I am most likely going to do um, either another master's degree or a PhD. I haven't decided. I'm a little Yay. bit terrified of a PhD, but he cannot rank me. So when I got in, I wasn't even sure that I was going to get in because my undergraduate degree, you know, that was my undergrad years were extremely difficult for a multitude of reasons. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I changed my major seven times. So if you're in that boat, it's okay to take a semester off. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't do what I did and just power through because you're just going to add on another year. Right. <laughs> so when I did actually get in and I'm almost positive, I got in solely based on the essay that I wrote and my letters of recommendation. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm extremely excited and proud that I've managed to keep the GPA that I have while I'm in grad school. It's not a 4.0. I did get a B, <laughs> but it's pretty close. Right. Um, so when we're talking about doing a thesis, I did I like that had not even crossed my mind. Right. I work in a neuroscience lab as a lab technician. So I do have authorship on one paper that they're doing because of the number of hours that I've put into health labor. Right. Um, definitely not 
in like a, I contributed intellectually to the project. It's more so that I've been all of the manual labor for that one project. <laughs> but I am so, the, and I'll take it. Right. Yeah, my name's on it. I'll take it. It's absolutely, fine. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think through the job that I have working in that neuroscience lab, I've been surrounded by so many people that are just so intelligent and the, their scientific process in biology and especially neuroscience is just so thorough. Mm -hmm. So when I was looking at some of my peers in the kinesiology master's program, um, I was like, these people don't have the same science bug. Like these people wow. are here, you know, because they wanted a master's degree for something else. You know, right. they're getting a master's degree, not necessarily to do a thesis to actually pursue science. Right. They're doing a master's degree and a thesis so that it looks good on an application somewhere else. Absolutely, yeah. So I actually had a professor who does research in, um, he does it on neurological developmental disorders. So he does a lot of research on Parkinson's and autism. And um, that was around the time where I was like learning more about autism. And I was like, this is really cool. I was like, I didn't even realize that there were this, like this many different areas of just autism research. Right. Um, that kind of connect to the neuroscience field. So originally that's what I wanted to do it on, but for the sake of time purposes for, you know, a master's degree, and I'm already a full year in at the end of the semester. So I have two more semesters left. Right. Um, we decided to do just a motor learning, a really basic skill. Yeah. Um, and I tried really hard to find an actual research question that this setup could offer or like to answer. And I couldn't do it. Mm. So then I went home and I came up with a completely different study design, a completely different research question. Because um, at this point I was like, I have all of this knowledge on how to do research. I'm in a master's program. I feel like I would be doing myself and you know the, the kinesiology field a disservice if I didn't contribute when people that don't have the same background and aren't as, um, they're not as obsessed with like the idea of advancing the field. Absolutely. That's like what I would want to do. So I went home and I made a, a completely different performance-based powerlifting like study design and I brought it to my thesis advisor and he was like, we don't do that kind of research. We're not a performance lab. You know, we're a motor learning, motor development kind of lab. Right. So we tweaked it. So um, I don't know if I would have actually completed the thesis. I probably would have dropped out and just gotten the master's degree and did the comprehensive exam had I not thrown in powerlifters. Because it is just powerlifters specifically okay, okay. and it is hopefully going to entail specifically elite level powerlifters. So it'll be a little bit of a smaller study, um, but powerlifters in general, when you're looking at the research, a lot of them are just kind of grouped into strength athletes. So right. it's not specifically looking at people that train this very, because I think we're a very specific, really niche type of training style. You know, bodybuilding is similar, but they, you know, they do a little bit different style training, right. which I think has a different kind of adaptation. Absolutely. That's a, there's a bit of so, conversation in it. Yeah, exactly. And I have no idea if I'm going to get anything from it. So it just keeps uh, compacting more and more questions because we're not sure if we're going to see anything. And if we do, I'm just going to be totally stoked. So, I feel like but yeah, I think I came in, I came in with like way too much of a biology background and he was like, he was like, you're getting into details before we've gotten the basics down. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. I just know the population that I want. And I know the study, like the basic study design that I well, I mean, let's, let's be honest, like, I mean, especially, you know, in the area of, of, you know, developing a thesis, you know, and then finding out what you really want to, you know, have your speciality in, you know, the hard part is really figuring out what you want to do it in, what your subject's going to be, you know, and, you know, how in depth you want to be with it. So the fact that you yeah. even have those down in, you know, at this point, 
I mean, that's huge. You know, considering, you know, you could have been milling this around for another, you know, five or six months, you know, being into semester, you know, semester three, I'm like, oh crap, am I going to have enough time? You know what I mean? Um, you know, which is, which is is smart because again, now, you know, you've given yourself enough time, you know, enough time, enough space and enough, you know, uh, you know, I guess room for development that, you know, you can kind of keep doing this, you know, um, because a lot of times like it's not necessarily, I feel like the questions come, you know, the, the, the specifics start to come. It's just a matter of, do you have enough time to get to that? Point? Exactly. You know, and I feel like, and you know, at this point time is definitely on your side. Um, you know, and, and the fact you have like good mentors that can kind of like, wait a minute, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and tweak <laughs> this thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's dope. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for you. I didn't even know that. I'm like, Whoa, this is great. This is great. So yet, yet more, more stuff to talk to you about. Um, let me see. I I got so many freaking questions, man. I'm trying to like not like like this could be like a five hour one because I literally want to talk and talk and talk. Um, let's talk about. Um, oh my god, let's talk about the meat. I want to talk about the meat. Um, I want to talk about how we should be pulling um uh, at, at least low low mid fives at this point. And um, let's talk about how I'm mad at you and Mikey for that last deadlift. Um. I'm, I I will not forgive you for that. You you know that, right? I'm never gonna forgive you guys for that one. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I um. So obviously, like you did your first fireworks in America meet, right? And I did, yes. And in in, in typical uh, Gabby fashion, you don't just do just a regular local. You do the super local, the super local. You know, I IPF world level local meet. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so, I'm so hyped, you know, um, I know initially that we had, you know, we had talked about doing a podcast prior to, to doing the meet, but I feel like this is even doper now that, you know, you've done, you've done your, you know, pilots in America meet, you know, and, um, and you literally, it's, it's awesome. Lo- local meets are, are dope. Anybody that has an opportunity to do a local meet, definitely do it. But when you're able to do a local meet, you know, on a 1% of the 1% level, that's that's something different. Um, that's yeah, that very, crazy. <laughs> that's probably as rare as it's ever going to. That's the rarest local meet that's ever existed, um, especially here in Texas. And you went out, you showed out, you showed up, and you did your thing. Um, let's talk about it. Like, how did it, how did it feel? Like, like, what, what did it feel like? I felt so severely and stupidly like underprepared for this meet Mm -hmm. so I was aware that for PA nationals you don't have to hit a specific qualifying level or be in a specific weight class you basically just have to do a meet and you can qualify so I in my head the day before I was like oh we'll just kind of water load because I've been like drifting between 69 and 70 right um and I water loaded the day before and I don't know where my brain went, but, you know, I got to the point in the evening where I was doing some homework and programming a little bit and I got hungry and I was like, oh, well, I have some snacks for the meat. And I, I normally don't do that when I water load. I normally have like rice and it's like minimal salt, yeah. um, but I'm a genius. And I was like, oh, let me just eat some of these pretzels. So, um, yeah, so I chugged a lot of water and then I ate quite a bit of sodium so I weighed in a little bit heavier than I meant to. I actually got there. I weighed in the first time. I was like, oh, absolutely not. So I went and spit a little bit more. Yeah. 
because I was like, this is just like a straight up not okay. Like I weighed like two pounds less than this yesterday. Um, I actually don't even know how much I spit. I don't remember what I weighed in the first time, but I just know I weighed in the first time and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, absolutely not. I was I like, let me this. put my clothes back on. I was like, give me my card back. You're not putting that down. Uh, so I went in at 60, 69.75. So that's how it started. Right. And, you know, Megan Scanlon weighed in right at 63. You know, you know, nobody else had an issue with the weight. <laughs> and yeah, it was, I was underprepared. I saw Meg in the hallway and I was like, I should have prepared more for this. I was like, I was just planning to like barely make weight at 69 because I had been cruising right around there. Yeah. So that's my bad that I'm already under the, the cap at this point now. So I'm just going to cruise <laughs> right at weight. Right, right, um, right. And then we, I didn't even have openers planned. So I was just going to kind of walk in and just, you know, I mean, this is a local meet for me. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I knew Jessica was going to go off. I wasn't sure what Bonica or Meg were going to do. I wasn't sure because I know Meg didn't prep for that meet. So I had no idea if she was going to go all out or just try to collect a check and then go home. But yeah. absolutely, of course, all of the women went completely off. So I was like, all right, Mikey, um, I'm going to let you call numbers. I was like, I put in some easy openers. I was like, if we got to bump we'll bump them yeah but uh the only one that we actually bumped up i think was deadlift we bumped it up about 10 keys i want to say why don't we bump it up like 20 keys <laughs> I, I wasn't i was i was so shocked <laughs> i it's weird because like those deadlifts they were just flying and say like the good the first one was good the second one was better than the first so i was like well maybe you know we'll see how the third and the third i was like wait what what is he what are we doing here <laughs> And like I don't even know I, I don't I posted something I don't even know what I said I don't know I, I know I was talking trash it's just, that's just my mo but I was just I mean and it's it's weird because the first thing I thought after you pulled it I was like you know what I can legit remember a couple months ago three months ago it'd be exact like you're like ah uh, deadlifts I don't know and I'm like who are you so that was that was that was awesome like honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you that put a huge smile on my face because I know you know. That it was concerned for a little bit and you like you you really worked yourself out of a hole you worked yourself out of a rut you know i mean and yeah. you know it's it's a cool thing it's a cool thing to see you know um you know i've I, I played every sport in the world man but the one of the the the, the cool things that, that i've always known that i've always been told from, from my coaches that you know if you're a good shooter you know and you hit a slump then you shoot yourself out of it if you're a good baseball player and you have a you know you have a slump with your swinging you have to swing yourself out of it you know, um, and same thing with lifters. If you're a good lifter and you, you hit a little snag here, you get a little slump, you have to lift yourself out of it. And you literally lifted yourself out of it. You came up with a game plan and you lift yourself out of it, man. So it was really cool. It is really cool to see where you're sitting now where it's like, oh, well, you would anyone that, that, that watches would have never known. Like, oh, yeah, she had a little snag with deadlifts for a little bit, you know. And the cool thing about being, you know, a world-class athlete like yourself is that, you know, people don't understand is, you know, you guys have those moments too, you know, like it's not always, like, I'm, I'm not always, you know, I'm not always moving to one of one of 1% out there. Like some days I'm like, you know what? I can barely get a plate off the ground. Some days I'm like, do I even have a grip? Like some days I'm like, do I even want to walk in the gym? You know, um, you know, and I think that's, that's an important thing for, you know, for people to understand, especially, you know, lifters that are getting into the game, because I think right now we're in a day and age of, instant gratification is, 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 is what it's about. And I'm going to, you know, I follow 
you know, I, I follow this girl, I follow that girl, I follow this guy, you know, I buy the same thing as they wear. So I should be able to do what they do. You know, I know that, you know, Gabby's one of my favorite lifters. So, you know, I think I think I can do what she does, not realize like what you do is so rare. What you do is, you know, such a it is such a small percentage of people that are, are able to do what you do. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think one of the, <laughs> again, I, this is something I'm definitely going to, I'm going to talk trash, but kind of, it's kind of a compliment. <laughs> like you have like this, the greatest poker face of all, like of all faces. Like, I mean, sometimes it looks heavy, but it really never really looks heavy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know how you do that because I have tried. I, my, when I first got, got into powerlifting, I, I was really good with my poker face until it started really getting heavy. And then the next thing I know, I just started gritting my teeth and grunting really loud. Um, is, is that just like, is that just your thing? Like, are, are you, or is that something that you, you work on? I mean, I mean, I know you say you work on, you know, like, you know, walking in and having an RBF. Like, do you work on making sure that like, that face that like that you don't give away any type of strain like competitively absolutely not yeah <laughs> no yeah that was actually something that my teammates made fun of me for when I was a freshman on the team they were like you don't make any face when you lift and I was in equipment so like my face might be turning bright red but my facial expression just never changed and I don't think I ever even noticed that <laughs> like that's what I was doing so I think now that I'm aware of it and I've been training long enough and I think habits form, like when the ruts happen, like I'm, I'm frowning because I'm so, I'm so angry at the way things are moving when they shouldn't be moving that way. Absolutely. That over time, you know, I have a face that I do now. Cause I don't even think I used to do, what is it? I think I like tuck my upper lip now when I deadlift, which I didn't do before. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not really something that I, yeah. and I think sometimes that's a good thing. If I can make things look a little bit heavier than they actually feel, I'm okay with you know, I'm going to let my competition think that they might be a little bit close. <laughs> well, then welcome to my world because everything I lift feels, it literally looks like it's about to break me in half. So, yeah. <laughs> now, I, Sometimes uh, I think it's the opposite for me. Oh, uh, like, It makes me so mad. I'm like, I just don't get it. It it feels so good, but it, it my body's shaking like a leaf in the wind. Like, I just don't get it. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. Here's a question I do have for you. Um, So, you mentioned equipment. Is there ever going to be a point where you go back to equipment? You think? I I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it was. It's. I appreciate the sport for what it is, but I don't think that the type of person that I am and like the I don't know the the community <laughs> that's required for equipment I think makes me nervous. So I think I used to get more anxious and have more issues with like consistent training when mm. I had to have people around. Right. Because I think that's what I love the most about raw lifting is I don't have to wait on someone else to be ready if mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. Absolutely. You know, I need Mikey to come spot me. But most of the time, and I think I got used to that during COVID too, where, you know what I mean? If I load it, I'm going to have to do it or I'm screwed. So yeah. I I mean, I, I've dropped benches on myself. So, <laughs> you know, I if know you're that. actually worried about it, put the safeties up. But, you know, sometimes it, if you know it's you know, you got to hit it or you're, you're kind of stuck in a hole and you're going to put a hole in a wall and then you're, you're going to press it up one way yeah. or another. So here's, here's a question. I, think, I think that benefits. Yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned that COVID man. We made me and my, uh, my buddies, we were talking about COVID training. Um, and I, some people just didn't have an opportunity to train at all during, you know, during yeah. COVID. 
Um, you were able to train during COVID, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. The UTSA um, powerlifting team, uh, I guess it was actually Wes Dunker. He uh, made sure that certain areas of San Antonio had equipment available if we wanted to use them, yeah. as long as we were complying with the, um, I don't know if there were laws at the time where you could only have like five people in a dwelling yeah. at a single time. Yeah. Yeah, so as long as we were doing that, we were okay. Yeah, I did the same thing. I, I just, I turned... I bought as much equipment as I could and I turned my garage into a gym and I had all my lifters that I coached at the time. I mean, like, Hey, listen, so many people bring some hand sanitizer and you can train. I was like, yeah, that was your entry. Like (laughs) hand sanitizer, Lysol, all stuff. And like you had to clean. I mean, it was so, I was such a weirdo. Like I even had a, uh, (laughs) I had like a webcam up in the corner. I'm like, all right, I'll go down there when there's, I'll go down there when there's like, you know, no, that's smart. And I mean, but at the time it was just like, you know, I wanted to make sure the family, you know, my family was safe and that I was safe, but that my people had a place that they could train. Um, and yeah. not a lot, of, like, not all coaches were able to do that, you know, so it was definitely a blessing to be able to, to be able to do that. But, um, you know, me and my buddies, like I said, we were talking about that COVID training and how freaking strong we got over that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it was the same way for you, but oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that COVID strength was different, man. I don't think I don't think people understood they because that's all we could do. <laughs> that's that was the only social interaction you really had like throughout the day was like, all right, I'm gonna go train, and it was just like, you know what, I'm gonna talk a little bit, I'm gonna train a lot, you know. And I think a lot of just like the social anxieties that people had, and you know the 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 fear that a lot of us had. Like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people just kind of took it out on the weights like they just trained and trained and trained and trained and I mean that was yeah. really the only at least for me and again I don't know if I speak for you but at least for me that was the only thing on my schedule you know that I had like, all right well I know that today I get to train and I do get to see some people that I you know that I know that you know that that I, you know that take they, they've taken the vaccine or whatever and they're coming in here and they're, they're wiping down everything like at least that was that was the only time I got to talk to people. So, I mean, yeah. we're like, you guys were able to train and all. Um, I mean, like how, like, how was like, how was your strength levels during, during that, 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 those, that, during the COVID years? So initially, um, naturally I panicked. <laughs> we didn't know what, what we were going to do. Right. Uh, we were still trying to like, let, like have Wes, like let us sneak in like two or three of us at a time into the gym. Um, and then they shut that down pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. So um, the president of the team at the time, um, he had a rack in his student living apartment on the first floor. He had a combo rack, some kilos. Um, and then I think he had a couple of bands. So we had some plywood and rubber on the floor with some carpet over it. And then we would just lift in there. And I think during that time, you know, I was able, and it was normal because I got a job at Walmart. I was a server before that. So I got a job at Walmart and at Walmart, you get three breaks a day. So I was eating on every single break. That's when I downloaded the RP diet app. Uh, I now use macro factor sponsored by none of them. I just really like macro factor now, hey, but I'm I think that was when I do like macro factor. I'm using it right now. But uh, like that was the first time nutrition had been dialed in. You know, I was taking mm-hmm. creatine regularly for the first time. I was taking all of my multivitamins, um, fish oil, you know, all that stuff. But I think it was so open for me to structure how I wanted to because, you know, I'm a routine kind of person. I like to have my routine. Yeah. So it was training. I just it took off. 
So I think that was the first time I was regularly benching 200 raw. That was the first time that I pulled 215 Dang. and I did it beltless. <laughs> and then uh, I don't really know where squat ended up after that. But I do remember that things were feeling really easy and I was beltless at the time. So yeah. And then after that, that's when I hurt my back and I kind of had to start over. But, <laughs> yeah. It was, the, the gains at the time were worth it. And I figured out how to do nutrition during COVID. So man, I, that makes one of us because I definitely ballooned <laughs> up during COVID. I got as big as. Oh, I did initially. Yeah, for man, sure. Man, dude, I, COVID LS, I was a freaking just a fat, melted candy bar, dude. And I was like, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I'll try not to take up too much more of your time. Um, You're fine. But I, I, I do, um, I do want to touch on on a couple things, man, and then we'll get into the the, the weirdo questions, man. That I always ask. <laughs> um, I, um, it's just it's crazy, man, because I just I don't know. I I I just see the growth and I see how like well you're doing, man. Um, like what was it again? You know. I'm not trying to ruffle feathers. I'm not trying to, you know, talk trash or anything like that. But I mean, I don't even think I asked you at the at the time, you know, when you were talking about like, coming over and everything. Um, what you know, what made you want to come over uh, to Powerlift America? And again, it's not necessarily like, oh, one's better, one's worse. Like, I just, you know, that this is my question. This this is a fanboy question. Like, what was, you know, what made you want to come over? So I think when the split happened, um, I knew eventually I would have to switch over regardless because the world platform, that's what I wanted. Like that's when I got to college and I realized like, oh, there is a, like, I did not know before I got to college that there was a world. Like I did not know what the IPF was once I figured out about it. And I remember talking about it at the gym where I was like, I want to be a world champion. Like, I think I can take these records. And, you know, those were junior equipped records at the time. And I remember some of the people at the gym were like, you're crazy. You're, they're like, start small, like pick some small goals first and then get up there. And then by the time I graduated, you know, uh, college, I was doubling the junior squat world record. I mean, then COVID happened and I couldn't go anyway. I aged right. out. But, you know, I was like, th these are goals that I have. And I realized that for, for me, setting these insane goals means something a little bit different than the people that are looking for instant gratification, because I enjoy that lock process. And if world is gone, regardless of if there's another type of like international competition, like it, it's never going to be the same as that one platform. Absolutely. There's never going to be the same history behind it or the same number of high level competitors and the people that I've been looking at internationally that I want to compete with, Absolutely. because I know that they're better than me. And I'm never going to improve to the level that I want to if I'm not surrounded by people who are, frankly, a lot better than me. And which it. I think we noticed at that local meet that I just did. All of those lifters are a million times stronger than me. But I think because I was there lifting with them, they pulled something out of me that otherwise wouldn't have come out. Right. So I think that was probably the, the number one reason why I, I had to switch. Absolutely. And the second was, I think, the... Uh, the introduction and the push by the USAPL to have like an international like When I attempted um, 198 at Raw Nationals in September, they called it out as a world record. And I don't really know why that, that was when I knew. Yeah. I was like, this is the time I have to do it now. Like, I don't want a world record if it's not the world record that I want. Absolutely. Like this isn't like, I know what the world record is for my weight class. 
And even if they're not exactly the same, like I know what it is, this is far below that. Yeah. It doesn't deserve the title of world record. And it feels like it just doesn't feel right to me. Right. No, I, 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 I feel you. I feel you. I yeah. And I was also kind of like, I've not been selfish in the sport probably ever. I pretty much did whatever my coach at the time or whoever was in charge of me, you know, you're going to be in equipment. You're going to be in this weight class. You know, when I went to raw nationals, that was after I fulfilled my duties to my team in college, I graduated, I went to raw nationals. I was like, I like this so much better. But even then, you know, I was basically testing stuff on me so that I could use them on my athletes later. I was testing out theories and stuff. Yeah. Make yourself a guinea pig. So I think this is the first like decision that I'm making for me that may not directly benefit others. This is something that I'm having to sacrifice and work with on Mikey to make sure that my USAPL athletes are taken care of yep. while I pursue this. But I, I have to do it because if I don't do it now, I may not get the chance again. And I don't think I will be able to forgive myself for that. No, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. I mean, and I can, I can, I can counter it with a couple of things. Number one, watching you at that local meet, it did everything but, but that I, I think it showed that you are a world level competitor. I mean, because honestly, let's be honest, like you, you competed against the best. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, yeah. you had at the very least, you had you know one of the, the greatest deadlifters that's that's ever touched the bar. You have Megan Scanlon, who literally is is been a world champion over and over and over. That takes she. T- <laughs> She takes powerlifting to a new height every time she touches a bar. You have Bonica, who's arguably the GOAT that has more world championships than I have hairs on my head. I mean, and you were there standing with them toe-to-toe. Um, and, you know, I think I think you showed that you belong just as, as much as anyone else, number one, and that, you know, that when, when you are presented top-level competition, you don't cower to it, but rather you rise to the occasion. So that right there shows that's an ingredient of a world champion to me. Um, and I mean, again, take it for somebody that's won it a few times. Like you, 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 I think you, you, you've got the stuff, you've got the metal to, to, to make it happen. Um, and second counter of course is I do feel like it's going to benefit people. It's going to benefit a lot of those people that, I mean, you know, that like have a dream that want to chase that dream, but for whatever reason they decide that like, I don't think I'm going to do it for whatever reason. Uh, for those people that, that think like, oh, this might be a selfish move. But at the end of the day, let's be honest. If you do what you came to do, it's going to benefit the good old US of A. We're going yeah. to get some points out of you. And we're going to get it closer to having a team world championship. And that is just as big as anything else. I mean, you know, we they don't call track and field athletes selfish when they go to the Olympics. And, you know, they, they raise that, you know you know, start the stripes over their head and they do the national anthem. I don't feel like this is a selfish move. I felt like this is a this is a, a move that, that has to be made in order to get to the, 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 the top of the top. You know, I mean and let's be honest, like yeah. you had, you know, in your field you're you know, USAPL, you're the best of the best. You know what I mean? And so now, okay, cool. Now I need to take my show on the road and go against some more of the best of the best. That's the only way to find out where you fit in the scale of things. You know, and I again, you know, I mean, I don't want to be mean to you, but I, I feel like you're you're one of the best out there. I really do feel that way. And I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. Um, I feel like you will be a world champion one day. I really do feel Hope that so. way. I feel like I feel like I mean you've got everything. I mean, you've got all the tools. And I think, you know, more than anything, I feel like the one thing that you possess that a lot of people don't is you have that mental wherewithal to like, all right, 
I know that this is not going to be an overnight thing. I know that this is going to have to be my lifestyle for X amount of years in order for me to get to the mountaintop. And I'm willing to sacrifice that time, energy, and effort in order to get there. Knowing that out of the gate, realizing that it's not going to come easy and it's not going to come overnight, that right there puts you, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of the next person that is, you know, super uber impatient with, with gains, super uber impatient with the process. And, you know, I, I feel like you do a really good job, at least, you know, in the time that I've known you of really leaning into the process, enjoying the process and, you know, and, and really counting every moment as, you know, as you progress. So I personally feel like, you know, I could be like one of those, I told you so people, but then I told you, I told you she was going to be, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, and, and, and even when we talk about like you, you making that move over, I, I don't know. I try not to be too high. I think I was a little hype about it. Um, <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I try not to be too hype about stuff, but I mean, it's just like, I, you know, you see people that you see are so talented and like, man, Yo, this girl only knew how good she really freaking is. And then when you find out, wait, she actually knows how good she is. That's even <laughs> better. Um, I'm I'm ecstatic, you know, knowing, you know, how how much impact you're gonna have, number one. Um, how many people, self-included, look up to you and your work ethic and what you bring to the table and how much you give to the sport. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, people like yourself get their just due. Um I personally don't feel like you've gotten your just due as, you know, as a lifter. Um, I, I feel like, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot of talented lifters out there, have, you know, tons of followers and all that stuff um, that do, don't do half the stuff you do. Um, and even, even, even more, they don't give back half as much as you do. Um, I think people like yourself, people like Mikey, you know, I, I just don't, I just don't understand how, like, you know, people just don't, like, give you guys your, give you your flowers, you know what I mean? Um, so, it's, it's always cool to see, you know, someone like yourself, like, you know what, no, I'm, you know, you don't have to give me my flowers, that's fine, I'll take them, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's dope to see, you know, I, um, because again, for me, like, I, I'm always looking for little reasons here and there to be inspired, man, you know, and, you know, for me, like a lot of the guys that I looked up to when I first started, they don't even lift anymore. Like they're yeah. just chilling. So I'm like, all right, well, where do I find this inspiration from? Like, is there a generation of people I look up to? Well, the new generation, I'm not necessarily a big fan of. I mean, it's, this is what it is. So it's like, you guys are that generation right before the new generation that comes in. I'm like, yo, these kids are fire. I like watching them. So, you know, it, it's it's cool because like now like now if I see you guys I'm like hey what's up guys like I just but I mean it's not necessarily me like you know just riding I'm just you know I'm a fan you know and it's it's cool to be a fan of 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 people I don't care if you're younger than me or not like a fan of people in their potential you know I mean I, I I know what you've done so far but I'm also a fan of what you're going to do I think that's the dope part you know and if, if anybody has any you know brains in their head they better jump on this bandwagon <laughs> now you know, before, you know, you win everything up and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm big Gabby fan. Like, oh really, dude? You really are for real? We, we <laughs> you know, so I, I, you know, and again, that's part of the reason I wanted you on this podcast. I mean, I want to be able to go back, you know, three, four years, you know, from now, but yeah, I'm not on the podcast before she won like four worlds in a row, bro. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to see what you do, you know? And, you know, I think a lot of times it's hard to give people their flowers, you know, 
in, in, you know, in a, a grand scale, you know, in a, a big enough scale that people understand like, oh, like this person really is important to them. You guys are important to me. You and Mike are very important to me. What you guys do is very important to me. Um, I'll tell a little story about you guys. Um, I didn't have enough spotters at a meet and you two <laughs> literally had two people spotting a, a full meet. Um, and I, mind you, and I've always been impressed with you guys beforehand, but that one, when you guys left, like, you know, like when you guys left and, you know, I'm, you know, cleaning up and everything, dude, I had to go to the bathroom and take a little crying moment. Cause I, cause people, <laughs> first of all, I'm emo about everything. So, but that, that meant a lot to me, you know I mean? Not just not the spot and stuff, but just the fact that prior to the meet, you had already reached out, Hey, if you need any help, I'll help. You know what I mean? Like, yo, this, this chick really just, she's just, she's just a sweet person, you know? And, you know, and then when you got there, like you were more than willing to help with everything, man. And you just, you know, you guys just, I don't know. It was, it was, it, it really meant a lot, like, you know, having you guys there and just, you know, um, you know, just, you know, having you guys just, you know, bless the platform with your presence and everything, you know, and, you know, for, and that, you know, it was cool, like, because there was a few, like, little young girls there, they're like, yo, I really want to do well, I was like, well, you know, I mean, that, you follow this girl right here, she's done it all, she's done quit, she's doing raw, she's really, really good, like, really, like, here's her IG, you can check her out, you know, so it's really, you know, it was cool to be able to brag about a person, you know, but to brag about a person while they're there, that that was a cool thing. But the fact that you guys, you know, you do so much for the sport and you're willing to give, give, give without really, you know, asking for anything in return, I feel like you definitely need your flowers. So, you know, I wanted to, you know, tell a little story about, you know, like you guys and, and, and I really wanted to give you guys your flowers because, I mean, you do, you mean a lot to me, you mean a lot to the sport, you mean a lot to Texas in and of itself. Um you know, I mean, we've had a lot of giants that put us on the map, but then we have people like yourselves that are keeping us on the map. Um, and I'm I'm more than excited to see what y'all do, um, you specifically, um, you know. Um, and it's, you know, the fact you got, you're having a, I mean, I'm having to do it too, having to, to do the little jello to make sure that, you know, yeah. you're not, you know, in, in you know, in violation of, of, of that article. You know, article. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I mean I you know and again it's 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 a cool thing for for those that know what we're talking about I'm talking about the old article fourteen we're gonna and actually here's a cool thing we're actually going to uh uh we're actually working on something I'm on, I'm on the uh, Powerlifting America uh, board I'm also a uh, the, a co chair of the athlete committee uh, we're actually gonna be working on something man as far as like addressing the old article um so that people get the full you know the full four one one on it um. Because, I mean, there's a lot of information on it. There's a lot of yeah. misinformation on it that a lot of people don't understand. So, um, yeah. but I'm glad you had mentioned that because, I mean, that kind of gave me a chance to do a segue to that. Um, <laughs> I'll shut my mouth. I will definitely shut my mouth. Um, um, before we get into the, the, the weirdo stuff, I am going to ask you a question <laughs> and I'm going to let you just, you know, I'm going to let you run with it. Man. Um, okay. You know, for... For somebody, you know what I mean that 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 lacks that motivation, that lacks that that ability to prioritize time, that's wanting to do more than what they're doing, that's wanting to push themselves to do more than what they're doing, um, but they just don't know how. Uh, what would be some words of encouragement you would have for them? 
on the spot? That's it. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know if I've ever had the same issue. Mm -hmm. um, I think from the second that I found the sport, I was like this. I mean, this is the one thing that I not only feel comfortable being around, but it's the one thing that I actually enjoy working towards, regardless of if I ever, I mean, I always knew that I would try to climb the ladder as much as I will. And if I ever win worlds, I will 100% declare my flowers. No one has to hand them to me. I will be declaring them. That will probably be a decade and something in the making. Um, <laughs> I'm already at a decade in the spring, so it'll be more than a decade by the time I get there. But I think you have to figure out what you actually want. Absolutely. And I know I heard Meg Scanlon talking about this on, I think a podcast, or she was talking about it when she had this conversation with her coach. You know, she was doing weightlifting and powerlifting at once and her coach told her straight up, like, do you want to be great at one thing? Which one is it? And she picked powerlifting and look where she's at right now. So I think if you're not really sure and you're kind of like half-assing it because you're afraid to fail at it, like you're afraid to dive into it, you have to take that risk. Mm -hmm. And I recently took that risk by switching to Powerlifting America and I realized the consequences that comes with all of that. And I'm okay with it because I'm going to take that decision and I'm going to run forward with it regardless of if I ever reach those goals or not. You are never going to get anywhere forward if you don't set, you know, if you don't set that goalpost far enough. Right. Because I think that's a, a saying, and I'm not sure exactly where I got it from, but if you set your sights on a goal that is so far beyond what everybody else thinks is possible, even if you fall short, you are going to be so much farther than everyone else that never even tried. Absolutely. So, and piloting does not have to be something that you want to put that much time and energy into. That's totally okay. I think strength training, even as just a hobby, is so important for everyone's overall health, yep. um, particularly women. Absolutely. So I, I say, you know, don't be afraid of it. Just do it. And if it turns out it's something that you do really enjoy, keep prioritizing it. And don't let anybody make you feel bad for prioritizing it. I like that. Don't be afraid of it. Just do it. We're gonna, that's what we're going to name this podcast. We're going, to, we're going to title this Don't Be Afraid of It. I like that, though. Yo. All right. Pretend so, I didn't steal that from Nike. What? <laughs> you know what? It's okay. You put the Don't Be Afraid of it in front of it. So like, you're still winning. That's fair. Okay. So <laughs> before I let you go, now we'll go into the questions. All right. We'll do we'll do the we'll do the <laughs> deserted island. You get stranded on a deserted island. You are allowed to have three things. What are your three things and why? Um so my first one's probably a cat, because cats are good hunters and I am not. And if your cat loves you enough, they're gonna go hunt something small for you and bring it back and you can eat it. Um Oh, let me see. I've never heard cat ever, <laughs> ever. Well, I ha I have a cat. And I was just thinking about that earlier. So that's actually they they hunt. They'll bring it to you, and we think it's annoying as cat owners because we have to clean up a dead rabbit or whatever. But if you're on a deserted island. That's, that's probably really awesome. This is true. Let's see the second one. Something that will let me drink water. What is it? Those those straws that they make now you can put it in salt oh, water and you'll get oh, fresh water all the filter straws 
Yeah. And then, uh, let me think. So a cat, <laughs> a straw. And then I don't even know what the third one would be. Um, probably, probably like those, uh, those rocks that you can use to make fire with. Oh, flint. I don't know how to make a fire. Yeah. Flint, I don't know how to make a fire rock. from scratch. We're talking yeah, realistically. Those are, actually, <laughs> those are actually really good. A cat, filter straw, and flint rock. I, I'm I not mean, eating the cat, so I don't want to leave any sound bites in there for anybody saying I'm going to eat the cat. No, no, the cat's going to bring me my. <laughs> you get a, you get a ASBCA. <laughs> All right, so here's the next question. The next question is your Rushmore. Who are on your life's Rushmore? It doesn't have to be lifting. It can be anything. Who will be the four people that impact you or have impacted you the most up to this point in life? Okay. So I was talking about him a little bit with my family over the break. Uh, he's my third grade teacher. I cannot for the life of me remember his first name, but his last name was Muko, and I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> um, but when I was in third grade, I think that was around the time where I started having a lot of um, social issues where I would get really overstimulated and I just did not know how to deal. And so I would just go into like a mini like internal self meltdown every day and I just could not function. And I would just like stare or like play with like something in my desk. Um, and I think he was very aware of kids who had very similar issues on a military installation because uh, there are not very many resources when you're on an isolated military installation. Mm -hmm. um, and his classroom was always a really safe space for me and all the other kids that had a hard time and he, he made learning fun. So I think for him, I would have had a lot more issues in grade school. Um, and he introduced me to, you know, the, the joy of reading, <laughs> you know, if you're overstimulated, go read a book. Right. And now I have a crap ton of books upstairs. So that, that stuck with me. Second person would probably be uh, Dwayne Young. He was both my assistant principal in high school and also my first powerlifting coach. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I would be in life if he hadn't been around when I was in high school. I probably would not be where I'm at in grad school and still lifting and, you know, out of trouble. I, <laughs> I would yeah. probably be in a very different spot in life without him. Third person. And Dwayne, you go. I think probably my grandma would be my third. My grandma is probably like the least threatening looking person in the world, but God forbid you do anything that she doesn't <laughs> like in front of her. Oh, so I am trying to take some books out of there and try to um, have a little bit of that fire in me all the time, just like her. And then the fourth person. I think the fourth person would probably be like my icon for the sport of powerlifting. And for like right now, the, the, the person that I think comes to mind is probably Megan Scanlon, just because, you know, she had twins, right. came back to the sport, fought her way back to the world stage, and then became a world champion after the fact. And now she's just like on an up straight, like she's doing all the weight classes, trying to take all of the records. She's on like an infinity stone hunt right now. That's so awesome. I think that's my Mount Rushmore. That's fire, man. You're so young. Grandma, next family. <laughs> I mean, you, oh, that was, that's out of the park. And you're wise. Like, I mean, that's fire, dude. 
Oh, these are good. These are good. These are really good. All right. All right, we get down to this. A final question. <laughs> you already know what it is. We talked about I it. I do. Beforehand. So, gun to your head. 15 seconds. Any song. Doesn't matter what it is. Do you have a song that you can perform for 15 <laughs> seconds? And not I don't know about perform. I think I'll die no matter what. Oh! But I can I can recite what the lyrics are. I have been singing this song on repeat in my car for like the last month. Yes. What is song? Um, so have you ever seen the movie Mulan? Girl, come on. <laughs> well, you have a daughter, so I'm sure you have. This Disney family here. Yes. So um I think this is everybody's favorite song from Mulan. I'll make a man out of you. Yeah. That's been like my training montage song that I've just had stuck in my head for the last month. Oh, I play I play it every I I think I play it every time. It's like it's been my top set song for five, six years at this point. Like I'm like <laughs> that makes me feel a lot less weird. I was like, I don't think anybody else is listening to Disney music when they're pissed off in the gym. Let me tell you what before I let you perform your song, this is what usually when I'm in the gym. I'm listening to comedy. I'm watching South Park, or I, I probably have some type of Disney going on. Like it's, it's, it's. I don't know, man. I just, I wish I could be serious. I just, <laughs> I just, I'm always just, I'm everything's light with me. I guess I don't know, but not as light as this song's about to be. I'm so excited. Okay. You got it. Stage is yours. All right. I actually, I think I only know the chorus to the song that's all you need. thinking about it. That's all you need. You need 15 seconds. 15 all right. Seconds I will not try to sing. I don't think I've sang in public in my entire life, but I will recite <laughs> the lyrics as best that I can for you guys. You recite those lyrics. You recite the lyrics and you got it. All right. All right. <laughs> Is it let's get down to business before the Huns arrive? Did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? You're the saddest bunch I ever met. Before we're through, I'll make a man out of you. And then I know the next part is a little bit different. So I think I know that chorus. <laughs> I know listen, the last part. Hey, listen, I'll take it. Okay. I will, That's take, it. <laughs> I will take it. Listen. I uncocked the gun. It is back in the holster. You made it out of the alley alive. You, I'm no joke. I am so glad that this is episode one of this new season because, <laughs> like, yeah, we definitely started off with a bang. Um, I mean, I, I just feel like you know, with new beginnings, you started your new journey into powerlifting America on your way to the world stage to, to get that gold crown, and you know, we're just starting our new journey in this new season so yeah man i i'm so i'm honored i'm happy i'm really 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 excited that we were able to have this combo um thank you for sharing everything like your 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 expertise um you know your your the thesis which is i'm excited we're gonna have to do a, a part two at some point to figure out like once once everything's done like you know how that all went um and honestly man just your passion for the sport and your willingness to, to give the sport. Uh, shout out Mikey. 
you know, the other half, because that dude, that dude, he's a real one, man. And I mean, you know, I mean, obviously he's probably going to hear it at some point, but I think the world of that dude, I mean, just as much as I, I think the world of you, like, I mean, I just, I'm really appreciative of how much you guys give to the sport. Um, and, it, you know, and you guys really don't ask for anything in return, which is so rare. So <laughs> I, I, I want to make sure that I give you your flowers that, I mean, if you don't get flowers from anyone that you know that, oh yeah, LS is going to give us our flowers. Like I'm, I, I will forever give you guys your flowers um, just for how much you guys are willing to give and not ask for anything in return. Um, I just, it means a lot to me, you know, and I, I hope, I, I really, really hope. And again, this is, it's me just being me, but I really hope that people see me the way I see you guys. Like, I really hope that people see me giving to the sport as much as I see you guys giving, um, because it, it's just, it's very rare. Um, yeah. And it, it really, it really means a lot, you know, for, from an old head that, that's, you know, seen this sport, do one of these, one of these, and then do one of these again. It, it really does my heart well to see people like yourselves, like, you know, you know, young ones willing to, to, <laughs> to really, you know, contribute to this, man. And I'll take the title. <laughs> y'all are. I'll take the young. That won't be forever. Listen, we're, you know what, you know what you feel. You know what, as as long as you can keep moving and keep breathing, man, and you'll feel, feel young. Trust me. That's what I'm telling Mikey. I don't feel that old yet, but he's, he he thinks we feel old. No, you know what, I just feel like at some point you look at what you, look at how you guys move and operate versus people your age, and you're like, all right, well, I feel old. It's not that, it's just you have a routine, you have a purpose, and you guys have, you know, you started early working into your purpose, working into your special, yeah. working into like, you know, what you want to do for the rest of your life. Whereas, you know, people your age right now, a lot of them are just still trying to figure it out. You know, yeah. And I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that, you know, you guys are fast track right now, you know, and you know, you're choosing to do what you do right now and it's it's working for you guys, you know. So if that makes you old, then fine. You guys can be some old <laughs> fogies, but I'm telling you right now, it's it's impressive on this end, watching. So I I, I definitely want to thank you. Um, let's make sure we give everyone your socials, man. Uh, what are the socials? What are the socials? So I'm on Instagram at Gabby.bda. So that's G-A-B-B-Y. If you put I-E, it's incorrect. <laughs> and that's on uh, Instagram. Uh, please don't find me on threads. And please, God, don't find my Facebook. Okay, don't find a Facebook. Don't find your threads. But I, I literally... <laughs> Your thread pop, your threads pop up all the time for me. I do, I do post a lot. Yes, like I'm like, yo, like you don't have to find them threads. Just you know what, just follow her, and it's gonna like your threads pop up. I'm like, oh, I actually never thought about that. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, I like that. They are so, yeah. very minimally filtered compared to my Instagram. I'll say that. Yeah, dude, I man, I'm I'm trying to be better about like what I. I, it's weird. It's weird because like I used to tweet so much, and I'm like, <laughs> I kept getting in trouble. So I was like, all right, I'll just thread. And now I'm like, oh god, maybe I should just not do anything. Like I just, I, I think that, I think I know better. But then I'm like, I maybe I don't know better. I'm just saying stupid <laughs> stuff. But yeah, um, I'll make sure that I get those post, that I post those socials up there, man, so people can follow. Um, thank you so very much. Seriously, yeah. really, it really means a lot to me. Uh, so what's next on the menu for you? What's what's up next? My head is down and looking at PA Nationals. So Ooh. I am excited and I'm looking to show out. I am very aware of what like the total range is required to be to win Worlds this year for the 69s. So that is 100% on my mind every time that I'm down. Listen, she comes in with a purpose, <laughs> man. I, I, I hear oh, yeah. on that. I hear <laughs> on that, man. I, I have I have my uh, 
I have my my numbers up on the wall, like it's on my mirror. So like when I brush my teeth, I'm like, all right, that's what we're aiming for. That's what we're aiming yep. for. But I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. Like it's just like this is one of the most amazing obsessions that anyone can have. You know, and I agree. I if 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 you if you're a power lifter and you're watching this, you listen to this, like I mean, keep keep pushing, man. I mean, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be the world stage for you. It, it, anything. I mean, if you're trying to make yourself better, get to a better place, you want to make yourself a better version, do you push it? If there's a number out there that you think is so far-fetched that you'll never be able to get to it, you push till you get to it. Because I'm telling you right now, I can tell you from personal experience, I'm literally doing numbers that I wrote down when I was like 15, 16. I thought it was like outlandish that I even do these numbers, and I'm doing them now. You know, and again, mind you, that's 30 years ago, literally. Like, I'm telling you right now, this is a lifestyle. And yeah, if you're willing to commit commit to this lifestyle and commit to just, you know, give, give yourself a chance to be a better version, man, you you will surprise yourself. But you have to give yourself a chance to surprise yourself. Speaking of which, we have Gabby Martinez here, and she surprised us with the deadlift, which I was hoping was going to end up being it, you know. You know, I, I was hoping it, it was going to be like, what, 227 and a half. Maybe. Oh, Oh, next time for sure. If, if Mikey doesn't load it, I'm gonna throw a fit. <laughs> if Mikey doesn't load it, I might. Go, I got this one. Don't worry about it, buddy. Go have a seat. <laughs> Listen, aren't you? Aren't you competing on the other platform? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. I got this one right here. Right? I'm gonna put. I have, I have an emergency card in like uh, under my belt. Like here, here you go. But yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. I definitely, I definitely plan on doing it again sometime soon. Um, if you need me, you know where I'm at. Um, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Martinez. Thank you very much. Yay.